On tonight's show, we have digital media producer and personality, Mia Danette. And now, for your host, Cool Card. What's up, everybody? This is Cool Card. I am your host of the Kicking the Cool Card Show. Welcome back. We are at episode 139 tonight. Last week, I had Kanisha Morgan. She's an actress, a screenwriter. She came on episode 138. It is now streaming right now on YouTube. So if you missed it, make sure you go check it out. If you want to just check it out on audio, you can go to Spotify or you can go to Apple. And for your listening pleasure, it is there streaming for you as well. All right, we're going to hop right into this because tonight I have someone. This is a repeat. She has come back to kick it with your boy to tell us about all the great things that's been going on in her life with her career, media, the whole nine. I have Mia Danae. She is a digital media producer, personality. She has her own show. She's working with, I'm going to let her tell you. I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> but let me bring her right on in with a cool, with a cool welcome the way I like to do it. And we're going we gonna to jump right on in, man. We're going to get it busy. Let's go, y'all. We kicking it. Welcome back <laughs> to the show, Mia Danae, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. I always love your intros. Like, it just makes me feel extra special. (laughs) Good. That's the point intended. So good. Great. I'm glad you love it. And, you know, got to represent you in the right light. You know, that's why, you know, I say, hey, let's do this sound check 30 minutes early so we can get the mics right. We get the lighting right because I don't want to misrepresent anybody. Now, it don't always go that way. You know, sometimes internet issues, people stuff cut off mid <laughs> mid interview, but we do what we do. But you know, it tonight it's all about you. I'm happy to have you back though because I've seen the growth. I knew you before you came on the first time, and I knew what you were doing. I knew you, all your dreams, your aspirations, and just to see you grow, seeing you glow, like you're doing you're doing incredible things. You know, and, and it's manifestation. You know what I'm saying? So it was only right that I brought you back on. Because people need to see the growth. People need to see the growth. There's people out here that want to do what you do. There's people out here that want to do what I do. And they need to see the growth because you don't always see that on these social media platforms. So, good. We got you. We can talk about that and all the great things that you're doing. But first, we must pray. Yeah, go right ahead. First, we must pray. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just bringing us here. Bringing Mia back on the show, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, to just... Share all of her gifts, share all of her talents, share her, her journey and her story, Lord Jesus. We just pray and ask for our Lord Jesus that you just continue blessing us, loving us, guiding us, lifting us up, shining your light down on us. We thank you for just waking us up this morning. Just food on our table, clothes on our back, shelter, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for life and love and happiness. We just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise, Lord Jesus. We just pray and ask for a great conversation. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Girl, you're looking great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're glowing, you're glistening. Life is good. Um, but yeah, let's recap. So you came on the show. We're talking about did you were you just starting out with Cardenas? Um yeah, I was like maybe like eight months in. Like it was I think when I came on, it was like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Um last time. So yeah, maybe like eight months into working at Conde and I hadn't yep. even been there barely like six months before we were basically in quarantine yeah, for another yeah. you know two years. You were, were bright eyed, <laughs> you were you know, you had all these aspirations to 
accomplished some things and you've done that. Um, I'm, I got a clip from when you first came on. You can watch that real quick. Oh. I'll see where we came from and then where we are right now. And then we'll get back to it. All right. Can we do that? Sounds good. Let's go. I have a lot going on. I mean, um, I'm working for Condé Nast. I'm an associate producer. So that's been a blessing. That's been like my dream job for right now. Yeah. Um, doing like solo projects with The Real Effect. Uh, I'm producer of this web series called Hotline that should be coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. I saw when you were casting for that. Yeah, yeah. So we just, I think we just finished last weekend. I couldn't make the last few shoots, but okay. we did a trailer. We did a crazy fundraising um, drive. We raised like $15,000 for it. Oh, wow. So, so you yeah. did meet your goal. Yep, we met okay. our goal. So it's been a lot of support. Um, it's basically Hotline is about a transgender lawyer that becomes, um, she starts looking like a murder suspect after her sister goes missing. So oh, wow. she starts working for a suicide hotline and then her sister goes missing and then detectives start putting clues together and thinking she's the murderer. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you realize that was like, what, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. Look, look, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're witnessing the growth right now. I, it just dawned on me. She <laughs> is talking about a show, a web series, right? That you're that you're putting out, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're, uh, and, Hotlines, a yes. digital series that I helped produce literally right before the pandemic. Yes, um, we did like a crazy premiere party. We're about to have the actual premiere party um, <laughs> the end of this month. And so my company is throwing the event and hosting it. And um, it's really dope because I, this is my first time really producing a scripted series. Okay. And out of the, uh, you know, photo shoots, like this photo shoot right here, I was like the creative director for it. Um, so I was pretty hands-on and I'm like really excited for, you know, people to see it. Most of the Most of the cast and crew are people of color and also like in the LGBT community. So... You know, we have several like trans actors and I feel like it's just something that hasn't really been seen um, in the digital space and hopefully we'll get to put it on television soon. Dope. That is so amazing, though, just to see that two years ago we're talking. See how things work, man. It's just crazy. (laughs) Things don't happen overnight. Understand that this right now is proof. Things don't happen overnight, but they do come to fruition. You got to put in the work. Two years in the making. And you're yeah, about to- it's like, it's so crazy because it, it definitely would have came out sooner if, you know, the pandemic didn't hit. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, like you said, everything kind of happens for a reason. And um, it's full circle for a lot of us. And now, you know, there's so many of us that um, started off as crew members and we worked on other projects together. Um, one of the people, I met them at Hotline, uh, got a job at Condé Nast, and I was working okay. with them for a year. So it's really, like, amazing to see how, like, the network has grown and how all of us have, like, progressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to finally let the world see it. That is so dope, man. That's so dope. I want to see it. So let me know. Keep me up, you know, keep me abreast. Will do definitely, yeah. It's it's gonna be out this fall for sure. I believe uh, premiere date is gonna be in September. Okay, and you already know I'm gonna share it on my story. You know, you know, I'm I'm the king of supporting. I'm always gonna support. So if I see, I don't see your feed much anymore, though. To be honest with you, 
I don't see yours either. And it's the whole IG algorithm. Like, yeah. it's so annoying. I have actually have to stop, like, not following people, but I'll tell them not to show me their posts anymore so that I could actually see my friends' posts. Right. So it's a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> So what I'm going to start doing is, so anytime I have somebody come on the show, I'm going to make it my business to to just go and interact with their their page pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. because that's how you get the algorithm to start showing. You have to go and like their stuff. And like right yeah. now, it's probably going to show me your stuff because I've been all, you know, I've been digging and I've been liking and whatever. So it's probably going to start showing me your stuff. I don't know if it's going to show you mine because you haven't been through mine like that, but I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been a little bit. I'll go okay. back through. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, maybe, yeah. We got to reconnect, man. You know, people like you, I like to be able to see the journey, see the growth on a day-to-day. Like, I just like to see that. I don't want to see all that other nonsense they're promoting. I hate the fact that they're flooding us with these ads now on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so annoying, man. And it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm so disappointed in Facebook, man. I just really wish Facebook never bought it. But anyway, it is what it is. But I'm definitely gonna make make it my business to keep up with you, you know, support you and all that. Because it's people like you that I want to see on my feed. I don't want to see all the other bull. You know what I mean? And there's people that, you know, I have interest in, but I don't know them. But so people like you that I know, like I definitely wanna see what's going on in your, you know, your journey, your life and so on and so forth, and just be able to keep in touch, like, you know. Shoot you a message here and there, you know what I'm saying? But just out of sight, out of mind, all that crap on there. Yeah, sure. You know what out I mean? Out of sight, out of mind. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, out of sight, out of mind. It's like, it's just crazy. So, you know, anyway. So I want to talk about what the real effect has done for you and your career in your day-to-day nine-to-five, right? So you got the real effect. It's your show. I want you to give the people a little overview of what the real effect is but i want to say this i re i recognize that you have like an affinity for like supporting celebrating and promoting black culture black media um Mm -hmm. and then you have an affinity for supporting like indie films indie media is there some correlation there like some deep rooted correlation to where it you know you get joy out of that or how did that come about for you? Why did you decide to focus on that? And then just talk about how that plays into the real effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like black, like culture and film and history has like been ingrained in me since I was a child. Like, you know, growing up, me and my mom only really watched like black television shows, black movies. Um, we were watching Living Single like every day. It's one of my like top television <laughs> shows. So you know, I've always just loved, like, Black culture. And then, you know, growing up, we used to go to the Chitlin Circuit and see, like, Tyler Perry. Oh, um, for real? And, oh, yeah. Like, we were, like, my mom took me to a few, like, plays in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, and wow. That's probably, the, that's probably, like, my first time witnessing, like, theater, you know? Yeah. Um, was Tyler Perry. And we were constantly getting, like, bootlegs <laughs> from the flea market. It was yeah. crazy. In for 20 <laughs> it was wild right um, but you know when you're doing that then you start seeing like all of these like not like i want to say bootleg but these like indie projects that aren't like mainstream you know so yeah. i had like different understanding and like appreciation for like indie filmmakers because yeah. you know 
that's just what I grew up on. Um, and so the older I got, went to UNC, wanted to be a director. Um, well, no, I actually wanted to be a camera op. I wanted to be like a, a cinematographer, a DP, and realized I don't want to lug a camera around all day. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So right. shifted to wanting to be more of a director. And um, through that journey of like moving to New York, feeling like it's extremely hard for black women to make it in this industry. Like I would be on sets with all these white men and they would barely talk to me and I would feel very intimidated. Like I didn't belong there. Wow. Um, I kind of like shifted my perspective a little bit and, you know, I started a film blog because I just wanted to, I was meeting so many amazing people in New York that were doing dope things. And I was like, I just wanted to have one space where we could just like see all of this work and all this content and celebrate these black creators. Right. Um, so that's kind of how the real effect started. It started off as the real reality and then it changed and it's morphed and it started off as like a TV show that I have for public access television. And, mm -hmm. you know, over the years I've just like continued to like kind of refine it and refine right. what the message of uh, the real effect is. And yeah, so that's kind of how I'm here today. I've just always had um, appreciation for Black indie films and work and stories. And um, now The Real Effect is a Black entertainment news site, but it's also a film resource. So you can go on the website and find um, resources for places that are hiring Black indie creators, grants, things like that. Um, the website's on hold right now because I'm getting my life together. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I thought it was really important to like really build a strong foundation. So I'm yeah. in a business incubator working on my business plan okay. and I'm really trying to get funding so that I can like get an actual editor in chief and yeah. do all these things that I can't physically do 24 seven. Yeah. Um, I really want to be able to hire somebody that can do that. So that's where we that's are great. right now with the respect. The website's on hold, but I'm doing, I'm doing events and I'm in business classes and i'm slowly like building the bank <laughs> so yeah, I yeah it sounds like sounds to me like you're building your own network you know your own network platform some you know that's what it sounds like to me it sounds like it is you know it's in its infancy stage but you're preparing yourself to run a network it sounds that's what it sounds like to me and you know like a part i agree yes a part of it is like it could grow into a full network mm -hmm. um and a part of me did want to be like the next Oprah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then there's another part of me that's like, nah, that's too much work. I ain't even about to like. Well, that's why you hire um, people. That's why you hire people. No, you're exactly right. That's why you hire people. You understand that you can't do everything. Yes. So surround yourself with, by, with people that know these skills and that are smarter than you. Um, so that's the goal. I'm really just trying to build a team, um, build infrastructure, um, and really just continue to put people on the map slowly but surely now do, do you want an, an editor-in-chief that's present or are you looking to maybe source outsource to like fiverr you can get somebody that you can trust build a relationship with maybe that could be a cost-effective way to get going and then you shift to you know say you build it up you have your own office and then you have people in the building so on and so forth i'm just throwing out ideas no i appreciate it um you know, I don't, I haven't thought about if I want like a brick and mortar, like an actual office. I think for okay. me, being able to be like remote will be ideal. Um, 
but I have someone in mind. Like I have a few writers that I did have for the website. Okay. Um, one person who's like amazing. Um, she's like my mentee at this point who's been writing for my website for the past two years. Okay. I would love to put her in that position, but you know, if, if it doesn't align with her dreams, then you can't force anyone. Yeah, I was just I'm talking totally, about that. Go ahead, though. Yeah. We'll <laughs> no, I'm totally open to whoever is willing to give the time. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've noticed from other companies. Like, you know, I'll look at like the color of changes or the um, mm -hmm. there's like this. There's these amazing like festivals and just like organizations that are popping up out of nowhere but they have like a team, they have a strong yeah. foundation. And so I think that's one of the, the things I'm missing is that I'm just, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's just you. It's tough, yeah, it's tough. Like it's easier for me cause I'm just here behind the camera in my spot, I get you guys, you come on, you know, it's easy. You know, it's kind of like, it runs itself. I set it up to mm -hmm. where it can run itself and I don't really have to do too much, you know what I'm saying? But for you, what you're doing, yeah, you need a team. You definitely need a team. You definitely need a team. It's yeah, but you know, so it's like, coming. You know, I'm not. I'm not too stressed about it. Like, you know, I asked God to like lead me and give me mentorship. Um, and so I, I got that when it came to like being in a business incubator. I'm getting some of that mentorship, mm -hmm. and I feel like you know the next step is built getting like an actual like business coach, and then actually building my team. So it's yes. it's coming. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And not to mention what you do for your nine to five. That's yeah. That's training too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're getting training with the big leagues on your on your nine to five. So and it's like it's you're right where you're supposed to be. Mm hmm Don't ever doubt that. You know what I'm saying? You're right where you're supposed to be. Don't rush it. Run your race. You're not you know, you're not in competition with anybody. As long as you wake up tomorrow, you got another shot. You know what I'm saying? So don't feel like you, you know, you have to rush or anything like that. And I don't know how you feel. I'm just speaking. Like, don't feel like you have to rush. Run your race. It's there for you. And you're building up to that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times we want to rush it. We want to be like, man, I got to get this going. I got to get this going. I got to get this going. But who are you racing against? What are you rushing for? You know, you're uh -huh. taking the steps. You're in training. It's not like you're not doing anything. I could see if you were sitting there, sitting around playing video games all day and you're like, man, I got to get this going. I got to get this going. But uh, after this game, you know, it's not that. Like, you're taking the steps. So just know that you're right where you're supposed to be. Take your time with it. Live in that. Whatever you're going through right now, live in it. And get the understanding. Get the knowledge. Get the training. You know what I'm saying? So when it does pop off for you, my God, like you, you're going to master it. You Thank know what I'm you. saying? No, you're absolutely right. Like I have been in phases where it's like, I mean, I'm not doing enough. Like I need to do more. Um, I know. And so right now I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm not overly stressed about yeah. doing the work. Um, and I feel like I've made goals for myself that are like realistic right now. Yes. Um, so even though it's like a little bit of a challenge because my, you know, right now my goal is to have um, an event for the real effect every month until the Oscars hit, which is March, 2023. Okay. And so right now, August will make my third event. So that's already a go. Okay. Um, planning the fourth event for September. This one 
I might be doing a little too much, but we'll see. I think everything's <laughs> going to fall. I'm a manifest. It's going to fall in line. <laughs> it will. Um, but, you know, like, I really am excited. Like, I'm a very, I'm a people person. Like, I like being in the space in the room with people. Yeah. Um. So I feel like, you know, event planning and, like, producing these events is something that has just come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this, like, what I really want to build is by Oscar or by the Oscars in March, we'll have our own like black tie affair and we'll be able to get dressed up as like black creators and celebrate each other and give each other awards here on the East Coast. So, you know, while everybody's on the yeah. West Coast doing their thing, we can also have something on the East Coast. And um, so, yeah, that's the goal is to have a, um, a real vibes Oscar party um, March 2023 and all of these monthly events just leads up to it. And, you know, just really gets the word out there about what we're doing at The Real Effect. That is a brilliant idea. And a light bulb just went off. Please tell me, and if not, please tell me that you will, (laughs) that you're going to, when when you do your version of the Oscars, please play a clip of the film or whatever their, you know what I'm saying, whatever their, their work is, so that the people in the room, because these are all indies, and they may not, they may have never seen these, these, productions please play at least a one minute real snippet of that production so that these other creatives can see and jump on board and be supportive and understand what these people are winning for you know what i'm saying and what they're being celebrated for no i appreciate that i mean i still haven't fleshed out what you know the oscar party is gonna look like exactly um but for sure, like at every event, I try to highlight at least one person that's okay. doing something. Um, so either that be like showing their trailer or like how we're doing with Hotline where we're like premiering the first two episodes. Yeah. But before we do that, we're going to premiere a trailer for somebody else's work. Um, so I'm always trying to incorporate highlighting someone else. And um, because at the end of the day, like like you said, like there's so many people that don't know about their projects. Yeah. So we can expose them. Even if it's just like building up their email list so that, you know, when they're ready to drop or when they need funding, yes. like they already have a source, they already have a crowd. Um, I think that's like amazing as well. And Absolutely. it's been really dope. I've had like two networking events in Brooklyn so far and people are just hitting me up talking about like, this is what we need. Like we need to be able to connect more. Mm-hmm. People have been collaborating. Actors have been um working with other directors, like building up their resume. And even though it's just an indie project, like that's how you get started. There are so many, um, you know, I feel like the West Coast is really good when it comes to black actors being in the black web series circuit. Mm -hmm. And if you, if like, if for example, if people don't know what I'm talking about, Issa Rae is a prime example of how, you know, she started off with Awkward Black Girl but if you don't know, she was also in a few other series from Black and Sexy TV where you would see her pop in and out. Mm. And, you know, a lot of those actors were in, you know, like they would have a whole circuit of series where they would just go from series to series and they were really like building their skills. And I don't feel like the East Coast has that yet. Like we have the closest thing is probably Tough Love series, which is a dope series. It's on Bounce. Yeah, it's on Bounce TV right now. Okay, Tough yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's yeah. doing a lot of that too, though. Atlanta, you you see a lot of people that's you know in this web series circuit out here that familiar faces popping up. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's the smartest way to do it. Like it is build up that resume until you can really get like those regular recurring roles on like TV yeah. shows and movies. So I feel like we we haven't got there yet with the East Coast. And I'm not gonna lie, I've tapped out a web series a little bit, so I'm like hopping back in. Um, but I, I personally just love how the West Coast went so hard maybe like seven years ago. They were they were really on it. Yeah. I mean it's part of their fabric out there though. You know, it's Hollywood, so Yeah. Blueprint but laid out. Actors, um that started off in that series like Will Catlett, who was in um first He's in Black Lightning. He's done so many things, mm -hmm. but the first time I saw him was in a, a web series that was based in at, or L.A. Also, um, Javicia Leslie, who is Batwoman mm -hmm. or Batgirl, is yeah. on CW. Yeah, but yeah, she, yeah. That's the first time I saw her was like in these Black web series, and um, it's just really dope to see like their progression. And I feel like a secret fan. Like I'm like, oh, I've been watching you since <laughs> so and so. Yeah. So, the stuff it's, like that excites me. I think I'm a little geeky about it. <laughs> no, no, you that's seeing the growth. And it's like you you it's almost like you're a part of that. You know what I mean? Because you you were witnessing it before anyone knew their name. But you were <laughs> you were privy to them. You were hip to them. You were a support, you know, you were a supporting fan. And now it's like, wow, now the world seeing what I saw way back. So you feel like you were there part of the journey. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. That's exactly what it is. And I'm just yeah. like so excited to see anytime I see them in a movie, um, a Netflix movie, whatever, a commercial, I'm like hella hype. I'm like, oh, they was a so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really, really rooting for them. Hey, I want to jump into your reel too, just so everybody can kind of see what you do red carpet, all that type of stuff, interviews. So you know, give them a little taste. But there's something you said earlier too about um, you wanting to hire your mentee but only if it's her dream right and i was saying I, I did like a motivational thing on instagram and i was just saying like don't hire your friends don't hire your family members unless they have a passion to do the job that that's at hand that you need them to do because if not they're not gonna love it they're gonna half-ass it y'all gonna yep. fall out the relationship's gonna be ruined so i like what you said if it's her dream or her passion to do the job that you need her to do, only will you hire her for that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's critical. Like people mm -hmm. need to know that. They really do. I, I totally agree with that. It's, it's just a waste of time at the end of the day. And you will be yeah. so frustrated. You'll yeah. be so annoyed. Cause yeah. then you're like, I could have just did this my, myself this whole time. And you'll probably lose a good person. You know? You probably lose a good person it, just because you fall out because you had a difference, you know, some differences about that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just it is what it is. It's not their passion. So they're not going to give it all. They're not going to give it their all. They're not. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You have to allow people to be who they are and do what they love to do. If not, it's not going to work out, especially in the business room. It's not going to work out. So save it. Save your family members and your friends as family members and friends <laughs> unless you know they really have a passion to do the job so yeah but let's jump into this reel check you out we're gonna come back and we're gonna keep it real let's go welcome to a new episode of the real effect with me and Danae, where i am on the campus of nyu giving you an exclusive sneak peek of giant season two premiere stay tuned you guys 
the dynamic between you guys was just amazing. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, the dancing, the the girl chat, yeah. and it just made all of us feel like so familiar Yay. to both of you. So for you, what was the most, I guess, um, empowering thing that you got from Yvonne? I wanted to start off with like a peculiar question for you, Tamala. If you could pick between being a sunrise or a sunset, what would you choose and why? Ooh. That's a great question. I would say a sunshine, and thank you for that. I'm going to keep that. If you could go back and cast yourself into a Christmas movie, what movie would it be, and what character would you play? I would Mm. do the prequel, because the prequel is about how they got there. I like that answer. I'm right. going to follow my daddy. That's right there. <laughs> I just appreciate that I was here to help implement this. You know, if you need some behind the scenes work, just let me know. We That's got okay. you. <laughs> I am here with Soledad O'Brien, who is there. I can't even describe her. She's just an amazing woman. She does so many <laughs> great things. <laughs> what can we expect from the man's? I know, Tamala, you mentioned wanting to do Broadway. I know Broadway's closed right now, but when we come back, do you think that's a possibility? Well, I hadn't even thought about it. I'm working on new music and um, really? just finished season two of Assistant Living. Living. So that's yes. coming back. So it, it's been some things in the works. I don't know if I was supposed to say that. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll still think it. <laughs> well, there we go. Quarantine has been really hard for so many of us that can't see our loved ones as often as we would like to. So that's why on this episode of The Real Effect, I am bringing you some virtual film night ideas that you can have with your loved ones. In this episode of The Real Effect, I am talking about Black revolutionaries that used film as their medium of activism. Stay tuned. That panel was, I think, healing for a lot of us because it just, it opened up a space for us to like, start to strategize what can we do to like, make sure that representation is always happening. You fought when you came into this world, basically, and I felt like you fought on power so much, especially like at the end. Well, I felt like people fought for you, mm-hmm. wanted you to stay. So if you could have rewrote the script in any way for you to stay on, what would you have like redone? For you, Brian, you know, you had a, a lot of traumatic experiences this season. Were you kind of surprised at what happened to Maurice? But he's been through so much. And so I'm always surprised. And I'm um, also very honored to be able to tell those stories of uh, it's so many stories that I was not privy to it happening in real life. So now I am um, just honored to even know about it, learn more about it and do whatever I can to help bring awareness to it. We see you got swag because you got a nice little thing going on with your, your look, your head, right. the green and stuff. So your taste, that says a lot right there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation. Yay. Oh, <laughs> there is the wonderful work of Mia Danae, ladies and gentlemen. She has her own show. She's doing a thing. We're going to jump into Condé Nast, too, because I need to hear about this journey that you've been on with that. And um, hey, here's a question. Was there anything where you are now, even with your nine to five, was there anything that the real effect prepared you for that you had no idea was preparing you for that you've encountered along your journey? That's a really good question. I think... um... I think the, like me just doing the real effect in general prepared me extremely for my job. Okay. Um, 
I was legit like creating, just creating my own content. So when I got the interview for Condé Nast, I had like a full website. I had like a port, like I had a whole portfolio of work that I could just show them of like, yo, like I created this whole, this, this show, this concept. Um, and that's literally like the position I have now, which is being able to like pitch and develop new series for Glamour and Allure. Okay. Um, so like foreshadowing and I had no idea, you know, like I had no idea that's what I was preparing for is this kind of job. But at the end of the day, I think also, I kind of always knew, I was always like, yo, I want to like develop shows. Like I want to be a showrunner eventually, or, you know, yeah. I want to be a director. Um, I just didn't know what, what platform I wanted to do it at. Yeah. Um, so I think like, this is a really nice platform for me to eventually be able to do like more television shows or more hopefully game shows. And um, it's really helped me like also like prepare and understand how these brands look for talent. So, mm -hmm. okay. so yeah, that's also like something that I wasn't prepared for in the sense of like, I was like, oh, I want to be on TV, but I didn't really understand like what it took to really get in front of the right person or to like even really get in front of a television screen in general. Um, so I think like a lot of the work I did for like just through the real effects prepared me at, to be at Condé Nast, honestly. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. For people coming out of school, these young kids coming out of school with a communications degree, mass communications degree, and there's like really no focus because you learn so much under the communications umbrella, right? We we take a film class, we're an acting class, we're learning how to work the boards, the cameras, like you're all over the place. And then you come out of school and you start applying for jobs and they're saying, no, you don't have any experience. No, you don't have any experience. I witnessed this. I, you know, I encountered that, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you get experience if nobody's willing to give you a shot? Well, you just you just gave some free game. Go create. Go have something to show for. Like create a website, create a series, film stuff. You're creating a portfolio. So when you go in there, even if they're saying, well, you haven't had any on the job experience, but you have this whole impressive portfolio over here that you you created out of nothing by yourself. We could use that. We could work with that. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't even thinking that at the time when I was out there looking for a job in, in the communications field. Never got one. Went, went and left. You know, I mean, I'm still in communications because we're here now. But as far as my nine to five, no. So, man, that's that's like critical because there's so many people out here that are confused. Like everybody has that question, you know, once in their life, I'm sure. It's like, how can I get the experience if you're not willing to give it to me. Well, there you go. <laughs> what you did. You created a portfolio, not even knowing. Did you know that you were doing that? You were just doing you, right? You're doing what you love to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like at that time when I started like creating the real effect, like the TV version of it, it was really in my mind. I was like, I'm going to prepare for my opportunities. Um, so like when I first moved to New York, I got this crazy, I booked this crazy role to be, um, a correspondent for Respect My Vote, which was on 106 and Park. And this was like the tail end of 106 and Park. Mm -hmm. Like, 
after I was done, it was like six months in, it was a wrap. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <there> was- <laughs> so, um, I think that was like God showing me, like, you can do this. But at the time, I was not prepared at all. I had, it's so crazy how I got booked in. I literally just sent a photo, a really nice photo of myself, mm-hmm. and it kicked me. Like, wow. like, I had never been on television, I had never worked with a teleprompter. Um, so like, I have not watched those tapes, but I know it's very cringy. Like people used to tell me like, you look nervous, you sounded nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So after that experience, I was like, yo, I want to be prepared for whatever opportunity comes next for me. And I know I want to be on television. So like me creating the real effect was a way for me to prepare to eventually like do hosting gigs and, you know, just get commercials, whatever you know, was coming for me. I was yeah. like, I'm going to prepare for it no matter what. So you basically um, put yourself through your own boot camp. Pretty for much. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I want to know something. What are these brands looking for when they're looking for talent? How do you get in front of people, the right people, or what are they looking for? Give us to, you know, drop that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nowadays it's really all about like your following. I think it's, it, it really kind of is. Sucks. Yeah, it kind of sucks where, like, talent isn't the number one thing anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Can help you go a little bit further, you know, if you are talented and you do also happen to have a great following. But it it is really tough, like. They want you to do all the advertising and marketing for them. They they say it's marketing dollars. They'll be like, does this person scale? Like, will they bring viewership to us Um, so that kind of sucks but it is cool when working for a brand like the two brands that I work for that sometimes they do want like more authentic content Mm -hmm. um, where they are like featuring someone's beauty routine or we're going through like connecting with the everyday mother or just like the working woman so there are like you can still find opportunities where you can be casted as like you know the everyday regular person right. and really build and grow um, in that way. But I don't know; it's kind of tricky. You really have to network. I feel like you really have to. Yeah, I think networking is one of the best things to do. Like understanding who is the casting director, who are mm-hmm. like the casting producers. Um, and then just really like connecting and vibing with them and seeing if they can help you in any way. Knowing publicist has helped me a lot when okay. it comes to just being able to book interviews um, okay. and be invited to red carpet events. Yeah, um, That's honestly helped me build the real effect to what it is today. There are so many amazing like black publicists that will look out because they're like, oh, this is a black network. Like, you know, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah relationships man relationships they really do work i know like if i'm on set and like the uh the director they like me then they'll be like oh so okay cool i got your information i like you i'm gonna keep you in mind mm-hmm. trust me you'll be here you know it's same thing yeah so yeah it's good it's working in film and entertainment media space like who you know and like the energy you give people is yeah. the number one way to get a job i I don't think I've ever gotten a job through just like applying online on the company's website. Like it's yeah. always been who I know or just me grinding and net eventually just networking and then someone will put me on or like refer yeah. me to some 
else. So I think that's the way of the world now, man. It's like I'm not saying you can't get a job from you know submitting resumes and all that type of stuff online, but it's really who you know because it's like submitting your resume to a black hole <laughs> when, you're, when you're trying to do it online. You know what I mean? Like it really is in certain certain fields, it really is. So it's all about who you know and who can give you that you know that foot in the door. Um, let's talk about their journey though. So two years ago. Pre-COVID, started Condé Nast, eight months, you were bright-eyed, you were talking about, you know, this is what you want to do, you want to grow, this and that, a third. Give us your journey. Like, how did you build yourself up to where you are now? Because, you you know, you've done projects with Allure, Glamour. Tell us. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it was, I had a, like, a come up in a sense because my company did a reorg. And when they did that reorg, you know, there are a lot of open positions. Okay. And so because as an associate producer, I was like having these like creative sessions with some of like the senior producers and senior directors where we were actually having like creative sessions and like I was pitching ideas. And um, at the time of the reorg, they let me um, develop a series called Wash Day because luckily I was one of the only black women <laughs> on the video team. So it was like, all right, Mia, like you're interested in this. You obviously have experience with this topic. Right. Um, give it a try. And you know, that was really a great opportunity. And through that, I was able to like be picked to become a, um, a manager of creative development with Allure and Glamour. And through that, I've been able to like pitch series. This one that we're looking at now with Huda Katan. Mm. Um, it's called Millionaire Moves, where we talk to women that own million dollar businesses and they break down how they got to their first million dollars. Um, Yeah, like it's, and it's also something I manifested as well. Like, I don't, you can see that little board back there, there's a little piece of paper, and Mm -hmm. I would read off of it every day. And on it, it says, I want to be um, a producer that is traveling the world, interviewing Black businesses and highlighting. Um, black, you know, important black business yeah. makers or sorry, my my words are all jumbled, but I, I wanted to tour the world and highlight black businesses. And I get to do that um, with this series. And I'm really excited about that. That's dope, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Yeah, for real, man. Because you see the growth. People need to see the growth and it, it, you're growing. And like I said, you're right where you're supposed to be building yourself up for your own brand, for your own network. So, listen, no stress. I remember one time I saw I saw something on Instagram a while back and I don't know, you're going through it. I don't know what you're <laughs> going through. You're going through it. And I said some words of encouragement cuz I knew you were going through it. I'm like, "Girl, you it's okay. It's all good. You're right where you're supposed to be." But you know, we like just being human, we always want it now and we want more and we want more now. Mm-hmm. I get it, you know. I mean, I don't know what you're going through, but I, I get it. I know the struggle. We know the struggle. And I think it was something to do with, with media and, and your show. And you were like, I don't really know which direction right now. You said something. I don't know. I don't know what you were saying. but Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's when I, I like sent a message out saying I wasn't really going to be focused on the real effect for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's it's been interesting because through that I thought I was just gonna focus on my just doing the business classes, but I started doing events. So you know it's always something, and I think like you have to be open to 
evolving your business and trying new things and figuring out what works for your business. And then maybe Mm -hmm. you can come back to something and not feeling like a failure because you took a step to the side instead of, I don't think it's a step back. It's, you know, you just took a step to the side so that Mm -hmm. you keep forward. So. And when it's for you, God's going to reel you back in anyway. He ain't going to let you go nowhere. You can say what you want to say. I'm not going to be doing this for it. No, listen, if it's for you, he ain't worried about what you're talking about. Look at you. <laughs> He's not worried about what you talk about, girl. Well, listen, I'm going to play another clip. I got clips. I got clips, girl. Got showcase everything. I'm going to play another clip of some work that you, you know, you had your hands on with Allure. I think it was Allure. Anyway, we'll check it out. This is her work, y'all. Yeah, let's check her out. I'm going to celebrate her. And there you have it. The great work of Mia Danae. Thank you. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Keeps getting better. No, I'm like I said, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. Just stay the course. Stay the course. And you're 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 building up your your knowledge base, your 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 Rolodex. Like you, trust me, you're doing the right thing. So don't doubt it ever. Not one inkling. All right. I know sometimes it gets rough and especially when you're doing it by yourself, it gets tough. I get it. I get it. But always remember that you're right where you're supposed to be. All right. For sure. Thank you. Right where you're supposed to be. And you're not in anybody's race, but your own. And you shouldn't rush yourself. So that means anything. But anyway, Let's, so, so before we get out of here, I want to know one thing. Is there one thing that you can tell people? Because, you know, we see the production like we just saw what you did. Is there one thing that you could tell people that goes on behind the scenes that they may not know? I mean, any obstacles like burst people's bubble? Because, you know, we, we see the production. It's like, oh, my God, burst their bubble. Give them some real. Give them some real, real about behind the scenes. I mean, like, I think it's, I think people will be surprised at, like, how many people are actually involved with just making a 10-minute video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's, it can be a really long process sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll start with pre-production and, like, we might be developing a, a show concept for, like, two months before we actually, like, even will oh, start wow. Yeah, start booking a guest or looking into that. Um, so it's just a lot of people that are giving feedback on, you know, what works on YouTube, what what people are actually like interested in. They'll go to a whole team that analyzes series topics. You know, um, even before it's released online, it'll go to a team to analyze what the title of the series should be, like what the title of the video should even be. So it's like a lot of. Uh, steps that go into these videos um and yeah. some of the people that work for these brands like vogue and vanity fair are some of like the most innovative and smartest smartest people that i've ever met um and they've created series like lie detector test and slow zoom and mm. um just a lot of amazing like concepts that are like iconic online yeah um, and you would you would have no idea that a whole team is beyond behind producing this one 10 minute video. Um, so, so yeah, I think that's just a little, a little thing that most people don't know. <laughs> so with that said, for one video to come out. <laughs> that is crazy. So with that said, 
I'm assuming there's a lot of ideas that get scrapped because it oh. goes through so many people. For sure. Right? For sure. Yeah. We have, we'll have, sometimes we'll have folders and spreadsheets of just ideas where we'll have like pitch such pitch sessions and we're just coming up with like sometimes ridiculous concepts and sometimes genius ones. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many ideas that don't even see the light of day. Well, sounds like fun though. I mean, all being creative is always fun to me. That's why I said like, you know, you work in a nine to five space. Like for me, I know for you, you have to be creative or it gets mundane. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. You don't want to go to work. You know what I mean? So sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. So kudos to you. And congratulations you. too for, you know, for excelling at what you do and moving up and, you know, it's an accomplishment, man. You be proud of yourself for real. Thank like, you. Man. Yeah, I, I'm definitely proud of myself. Like I, I made it out of Rayford, North Carolina. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot to be, to be proud of for sure. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, I know I said that before, but I got one more thing. <laughs> Self-analysis. What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing better to help you get to where you're going? Um, good question. Ooh. I was not prepared for this. One thing that I could be doing better mm-hmm. to propel me. Um, I think I could be a little, like, even more fearless and, like, open my mouth like opening my mouth to ask for things. Mm. Um, I could be better at that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been guilty (laughs) in the past of that. Like, I really feel like there's been opportunities that that's just passed me by because I just didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was fear. I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Couldn't tell you, you know, we we start questioning ourselves. We start, feeling imposter syndrome like because sometimes like people are so willing to help you sometimes just because they see your drive and ambition yeah but our minds were just like oh i'm not ready like i'm not prepared like you know why would they give me an opportunity and i think that saying like closed mouths don't get fed is so true it is you know that's exactly why some people that aren't as talented will get further in life because they're just not afraid to go after what they want yeah, yeah. For lack of better terms, or better, or better words, they just don't give a shit. Yeah, they really don't. You know, <laughs> they really don't. Like they'll talk to anybody. They'll say anything. They just take risks. And you know, we might be looking at them like, man, who's this clown guy? Like he, you know, he's obnoxious, but he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities will come because somebody's gonna see that drive. They'll look past the antics and they'll see that drive, and they'll be like, oh, okay, and, and he has talent. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get it. I get it. Tell everybody where they can find you. Tell everybody when the website is going to be coming out. I know you're working, but promote yourself. Yeah. Um, you can check out the website now, thereeleffect.tv. There's still amazing articles up there that you could check out. Um, constantly going to be um, updating it with our events. So you can join our uh, email listserv to know about our next event. And then you could find me on Instagram at Mia Danae. You can also follow the the Real Effect as well, where we post about our events and recaps and just give a few different um, entertainment news and film resources as well. Yes, absolutely. All links are below, so there's no excuse. You know where to find her at. All right. I thank you once again for coming on. It's been a blessing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. 
Um, Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Two years, man. It's been two years. And now we come back to kick it. And it's just like yesterday, like old times. I know. I appreciate the energy. I have a question. Did you go to Invest last weekend? I did it, man. I didn't know about it until my cousin texted me the same day. Like, hey, go to this. (laughs) And, man, no, it was too late for me. I, I had no idea. No idea. No idea. Uh, I know some people that, that did go. I I went. I did the live uh, live stream. It was really dope. It was very powerful. Uh, I had no idea. I didn't know until the day of. Was it only one day? It was two days, but it was like sold out. Okay. You wouldn't have been able to get a ticket anyways. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'd have known about I would have had to known about that months ago. I don't think it sold out instantly, but yeah, you you would have had to have been following. Um, they had Steve Harvey there, Tyler Perry spoke. It was just like a real, it was a powerhouse of people. It was, wow. it was good. Wow. And you saw that on the stream? Yeah, I paid 150 Damn, okay. <laughs> that stream, but um, I, I feel like the, the information, I'm going to try to go next year in person because okay. I feel like just being in the room with so many people that have access to capital and are yeah. willing to like you know help yeah. help other people that look like them yeah is like it's necessary you know man i had no idea I but really now didn't. you know they yeah. do better <laughs> what, do I, what do i need to follow they have an instagram investfest yeah you can you can go follow investfest or you can also follow earn your leisure look i hope you know someone hit them up and let put me on a team like give me you know let me promote y'all. I I tell everybody about Earn Your Leisure. Any, especially Black men. I yeah. tell any Black men I know to follow Earn Your Leisure. They're some of the smartest Black men in finance. Um, smartest men. I won't even put that. You know, yeah. just smart men in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're giving a lot of good information out. Yeah, I think I follow them. If not, I see a lot of their content. So yeah, I'll definitely make sure I follow them. Mm-hmm. And so they they put on Invest Fest. Yep. Um, God and I forgot the other guy's name. I'm sorry, but it's two, it's two men from Brooklyn. I'm about to go follow them right now. Make sure I'm following them. Invest fast. Hold on. While I got you on here. Invest. Invest fast. There we go. Boat. Follow. Okay. I'll make sure I got the other guys too, but definitely that. So I'll know. I need to know about that. So, yeah, if you're coming down here, because it's going to be in Atlanta again, right? I don't know. I feel like they might try to go they somewhere. Might, they might go somewhere you know, else. Okay. No, they might try to do New York next year. We'll see. They might. We'll see. Well, if I come out there, I'll let you know. If you come out here, holla at me. For How sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. We out of here. Peace and love. Until next time, you know where we're at. Every Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm here kicking it with somebody like me or Danae. Dropping gems, providing value. You know, we do this for you. We can't do it without you. All right. Peace and love. Until next time, we are out of here. Thank you, Mia. Appreciate you. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> all right. We out, y'all.